Biggest Bad Boys Podcast presents Matt Michaels People I Don't Hate Hey everybody, it's Matt Michaels here on the Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm joined with uh, Simon Street today, Sin City Steve, and we got uh, the newest wrestling power couple in the making in Nikita Knight and uh, also Cole Carter. How you guys doing? And uh, I'm just laughing because you guys have so much potential that it's amazing that I think five to 10 years from now, everyone's going to be looking at you guys as the uh, Miz and Maurice of uh, the new generation. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. Um, Hopefully we can get to that, that level, (laughs) but absolutely. Well, you know, uh, both of you guys, um, since you're, you're both uh, here together, let's get just a little history, a little background of, where you guys each grew up and was there wrestling in your childhood that helped influence you wanting to pursue it as a career? Okay. So, um, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I was a gymnast and a cheerleader growing up. Um, my dad was really into wrestling whenever I was younger. Um, we didn't watch any like the stuff that was like current at the time. It was always like, um, the road warriors and ultimate warrior Hulk Hogan. Um, so I watched it a little bit. I was never like a super fan growing up. I got more into it when I started wrestling actually. And now I love it, but, um, no, it was just something that I really was drawn to because of like people like Ray Mysterio who were flippy and I wanted to do kind of flippy stuff again. And that drew me in. And then I started and I just grew a love for, like not only like the flipping, but the acting, the people, the um, environment. It was all just a really cool experience. And I began watching it more and became a fan as well as a wrestler. Cole, how about yourself, man? Uh, so I come from like, I come from like a very small like farm town outside of Charleston, West Virginia. Um, so there wasn't anything to do. <laughs> Other than watch wrestling, <laughs> there was there wasn't anything other than watch wrestling, and uh, and uh, I was big in like backyard wrestling. Sure, like me and my friends, like in the whole town, we, like we had our like own federation and everything. Uh, and that that's where I like first fell in love with it. Um, and like that, I'd like we did it on a trampoline, then we moved into like a real like actual ring we built in the middle of woods. <laughs> yeah, but uh. Yeah, I just I, I just kept falling in love with it, and I had to do it. Um, yeah. I and when okay, each of you the same type of thing here. When did each of you uh, start uh, actually training in a school for wrestling? Um, I started when I turned seventeen because there, there are a lot of legal things in wrestling that I didn't think about. So when <laughs> I turned seventeen, I started training. And then when I turned 18 is when I debuted in shows. And how about yourself, Cole? I didn't start training until I was 19 because I had to, my my parents made me do a year of college first. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I I did uh, a year of college and I started training. Then I made my debut in uh, August, 2020. Mm -hmm. I was 20 years old. Okay. 
All right. And um, both of you guys have uh, come a long way within just a, a couple of years. Um, it's, it's really remarkable. Uh, was there something in the training for each of you that made you consider, just consider not continue training? Was there any type of doubts ever in, in your guys' mind? Well, for me, it was, uh, it was definitely the promos and the talking because I never like really had any public speaking experience. And, uh, it's it, like, I had to really come out of my comfort zone doing that. And I, I didn't consider, I never considered leaving, but like, if I had to, it would have been for that reason. Cause that was hard. That was hard to come out of that comfort zone. Absolutely. Nikita, anything ever strike you as, uh, maybe I don't want to do this. Honestly, I haven't been wrestling for too, too long. So nothing's really come up as like, oh my God, I want to be done. Um, but no, I mean, I've had all great experiences in wrestling. I can't say anything negative. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I actually have a, a question for the both of you um, with regards to, you know, coming from a little bit of two different backgrounds, what it was exposed to you uh, when wrestling was exposed to you early on and you went through uh, proper schooling. Did you find that, you know, uh, when, you know, the fantasy aspect of what you knew before going to school met the actual reality of it? Could you explain uh, to us what was an instant where both of you realized, whoa, this is uh, really what wrestling is compared to what I grew up knowing? I mean, it's, it's very different in the sense where it's like, you have to detach like reality and being in the ring it's like you have to keep a little bit of realism but it's you pick and choose what you want I don't know it's a it's a very different concept like being a wrestler and being a fan so for me it was just trying to detach myself from being oh that looks cool to okay what are the fans going to like what are the Mm. fans going to want to see and that's how I structure all my matches and make sure like what I do in promos and stuff like that. It's what are the fans going to want to see? Not what I want to do kind of thing. Yeah. Like exactly. Like I, like, I want, uh, we have to try to stand out. We have to try to see what the fans would like or what they would think are unique. Um, that would get us in better positions. Uh, we just have to like try to stand out from each other. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of us and, a lot of people fighting for the same dream and it it's one of those things where you need to set yourself apart like cool said without a doubt man it, that makes that makes complete sense um one thing that uh that i really kind of caught my eye was uh already into your careers uh you both have been um you both have garnered some endorsements and and you know people are raving about your work so far. Um, and I, I just want to ask each of you. Uh, so Cole, recently you were paired up with Henry O'Godwin in the IWC. Yeah. Um, talk to us about that situation, how that came to be. And then Nikita, I'll ask you here in just a moment about uh, an endorsement that you got. Okay. So Henry Godwin's he's he's from where I'm at in uh, West Virginia. Um, so we just instantly clicked uh, and he, he loves me and he, he messaged me just about every other day 
just giving me advice and what to do. And he helped me a lot uh, before that tryout. Um, but like, I watched so much stuff, like so much older stuff of Henry Godwin. And, uh, and he, he was around a bit in like the Survivor Series. Uh, I think it was like 2016 or something like that. Um, that was that was when like I was like very in love of wrestling. Um, so it was definitely surreal to go like do a match with him and everything. That's awesome. That that's super cool. And then uh, Nikita, uh, recently you were uh, you were given an endorsement by Thunder Rosa, uh, saying yeah. to keep an eye on you uh, in 2022. Um, what does that mean to you to get an endorsement uh, from somebody that's currently at the top of the game? Oh, it's amazing. And Thunder Rosa is an absolutely amazing person. Um, she was the person I had my first match with. And um, to be in the position I was in for my first match, it was extremely stressful. It was extremely uh, pressure filled. And she was a person that kept me sane and helped me get through everything and helped me understand like that. It, like, it's OK. You can do this. And this is like this is wrestling. Like, get used to it. This is the kind of stuff you're going to have to deal with, um, which I was more than happy to deal with. Um, but she still has been a very influential person in my wrestling career. I like from watching her and being a fan to knowing her personally, it was a very cool experience. She um, brought me down to mission pro wrestling to do a show there, which was amazing and an honor actually to be reached out to by her again and asked to do something for her. So she's been one of the people in my wrestling career that I couldn't think enough. And I owe a lot to, um, but it, it means the world to me and to have the support from like other people in the business means a lot too. You know, with both of you guys being uh, the ages you are and, and still being so young, um, not necessarily green, but just young. Is there anyone that you guys have gravitated to um, that, uh, you look at as maybe like an older sibling or a, a mentor? Um, I mean, we have each other, which is a lot. Um, it helps a lot too. We've gone through a lot of stuff together and we've kept each other th sane through it all. Um, but uh, Brandon K and Chris LaRusso were my trainers and they have been not only the best trainers, but the best people. And like, um, they, they've helped me with like not only my in-ring stuff but life stuff. yeah like life stuff like they've helped me figure out finances like my wrestling trainers have helped me figure out like taxes <laughs> so i i think that's funny because they they know we're younger they know we don't know a, a whole lot about life but they've made sure that we're as prepared as possible for that as well not only a match but just life as well which is really unique growing up in a a gymnastics or cheer atmosphere when your train your trainers and your coaches were just your trainers and coaches. Yeah. We have a relationship with our trainers that is so good that they want us to succeed in every aspect in life, not only wrestling, but as people and anything we would like pursue in our future, they want us to be successful. Like Chris will always come up to me and be like, just be a millionaire. Just be a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He always tells me like just smile, just show that smile. <laughs> You'll be all right. Uh, but yeah, for, yeah, it's definitely like Chris Russo uh, and Brandon K. They're like our parents and um, they've definitely like taught us everything. Uh, but like what most importantly is like like she said, like we have each other and 
like this business is, it can be very stressful. Uh, and it's, it's great to have like somebody to turn to. And like, I know, I and mean, I have her 24 seven. It's, it's just great. It's, it's taxing on you. It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot of stress. It's a lot of anxiety. Um, but it's worth it. Mm. It's worth it to have those big moments that are just like, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah. Like it's, it's cool. And it's mm. cool to like see somebody else go through it too. And see like the joy that like he like is overfilled with after he does something cool. Like last night we, we did an event at IWC and that was one of the coolest things for me was just seeing people be happy for him. Yeah. Like it was, it was truly amazing. Um, you know, speaking of your relationship, uh, how did you guys first meet and was there any apprehension about each other when you first met? Did either of you, uh, look at the other person and go, eh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we met at training, uh, we actually, she actually goes to a different school, but like during like the whole COVID thing, her building got shut down. So her class started training with my class and we were just one class. Um, but yeah, it, it, she walked in and I, I was just like, okay, that's, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And everybody, everybody told me, no, everybody's like, oh, you got to stay away from that. Like that dating in the business is trouble. Don't be doing that. Uh, but I did. <laughs> um yeah and we, we just started talking there and uh we we found each other's social media and we just we exchanged numbers and everything and we started going on dates and stuff and yeah it worked out <laughs> <laughs> the first my first day i went to training like to do my little tryout um they were like just don't fraternize with the boys <laughs> like that was the one thing i was told and I was like, yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> well, obviously, uh, obviously, you're a rule breaker. No, I'm not, though. <laughs> like, that, that was, like, the worst thing is I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I've never had a detention. I've, like, never really gotten in trouble. Like, I'm afraid to break rules. Like, <laughs> honest to God. Like, I, I don't like going against anyone. And I was like, what do I do? Well, I was like, we can't tell them they're going to get mad at me. And I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. We kept secret for a while too. Oh man. <laughs> no, I was just, I was just about to ask you. So which one of y'all uh, was the first person to break the news or to slip up and make it public that you two were together? Well, uh, I mean like people just kind of noticed that we were kind of like extra friendly to each other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so like people just knew <laughs> they, they figured out on their own. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think we both like had some slips ups there, slip ups that then and there, um, where where it's just like, all right, yeah, they're, they're definitely dating. <laughs> but yeah, well, you know, that leads up to my next question. So you know, as you stated earlier, you know, it, it is advice that is given to not, you know, to be careful about getting in relationships, right, in this business. Mm -hmm. But yeah. in both of you y'all's words, what sets y'all apart? to where any of the obstacles that you could possibly face, you too have what it takes to overcome and still be able to pursue your dreams and career in this industry. I think we're both really good at separating our relationship from business. Yeah. Like it's, we're not a work couple. We're a real couple. 
and we know that. And I think sometimes what's different with other couples is it's just like, we need to drag our couple stuff into work all the time. And like, we, we try to separate it as much as we can. Like we love doing stuff like this. We love being like open as a couple, but any like things that are going on in our personal life, we keep personal because I mean, there is a separation between being a wrestling couple and being a real couple, I think. And we, we try to keep that fine line of just if something's going on at home and we need to take care of something, we take care of it at home, not in wrestling. Yeah. We try to like, make sure like we don't cause any scenes or anything. We we just try to be professional everywhere. Um, because we we don't want anybody to get the wrong like vibe from us. Uh, because that can happen. Like making a scene somewhere and, uh, these people like, Oh, well, these two are crazy. (laughs) So yeah, we just, you just deal with everything at home and keep it professional. That's, how we've done it. Awesome. Definitely. And now uh, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, something that happened not too long ago. Um, you both have been featured on AEW programming. Um, talk to us about your AEW experiences with dark, dark elevation and what those situations were like. So my first match was at AEW dark with Thunderosa. Um, it was a really good experience. Um, I mean, great people. Um, Thunder Rosa, like I said before, was just an amazing person to work with, an amazing connection to have. And then I was featured again against uh, Julia Hart. And she, again, was just a wonderful person. It was cool to wrestle with somebody that was around my age because that doesn't happen very often. Um, wait, 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 wait. Did you just, did she just say Thunder Rosa's like way no. older than you? No, no, but like, Within like two years of me, like I, I'm just I'm I'm just pulling your leg on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it is very rare to um find somebody within that like two year age range of you in wrestling when you're 18. So it, it was cool to like be near somebody my own age. I actually like I I enjoyed doing the AEW tapings just like. You, we learned so much from doing them. Like, and it was just like a bunch of simple matches. And I, I did uh, AW matches for like, I think my first one was in when, like April? Yeah, April. Yeah, April. And my last one was uh, October. Um, so, yeah, for quite a while. And like, I, I definitely learned a lot, like, like how to, how to do this on TV. Um, like, I, I've done it in front of bigger crowds, you know, more than 100 people. <laughs> Especially, I did one. I, I did one in Pittsburgh, and uh, with uh, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Junior. That was that was crazy in front of like ten thousand people, and that like right there. Like after doing that match, like I knew that like okay, I can I can definitely do this because I've always thought like okay, well, there's gonna be a lot of people, and I, I, I have zero public speaking experience or anything, um, so I'm probably just gonna freak out and die. um, but after doing that i'm like okay yeah i can i can do this so like i I just learned a lot from doing the aw tapings and uh i'm definitely glad i've got the opportunity to do them well there's a lot of people back uh stage at aw uh regardless if it's talent or uh anyone in a position of kind of uh, aging matches, et cetera. Is there anyone for you guys who stuck out um, in terms of 
giving you that kind of help? Uh, and was there anyone there that you met that you might have not really have known that uh, ended up kind of giving you a little advice? Um, Dustin Rhodes helped me out a, a lot. Um, he would help me um, come up with some of the matches and then would give me critiques after, which, like, I mean, he didn't need to do, like, we aren't signed talent. Like, sure. it wasn't anything, like, necessary. We were just doing extra work. But um, it was it was very cool to just have somebody who has so much experience and so much knowledge about wrestling to give you feedback. And it, it does mean a lot. Um, I don't really know if I can think of anyone off the top of my head that I wasn't like expecting. Let me think on that one. Cool. <laughs> uh, for me, it was uh, Cody. Cody helped me a lot, especially when I first started doing the tapings. Um, I remember he told me one time I looked like a younger version of him. And it, it, it made my life. <laughs> you you but, actually, um, that's funny. You actually do. That yeah. is really funny. I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah. So that was a cool compliment. He always gives me like tips and stuff, and uh, yeah, he's he's definitely helped me a lot while I'm there. And and uh, Paul Wright, he's he's helped me a lot too. Um, it, he he likes to joke a lot, or he likes to joke a lot around with me and uh, pull my hair and stuff. Um, but I think he really did. <laughs> like, he doesn't really do it to anybody else, but like every time he sees me, he's just always like uh yanking my chain but like he he always gives me tips and everything and he's definitely made me a better wrestler especially working with him that was cool eddie kingston was my my hidden person i didn't think i was gonna like see there do anything he was funny yeah that's that's a yeah you'd expect someone like eddie would just kind of be to himself and, Mm -hmm. and that's that's very interesting to hear um you know when you think about getting that experience, where do you think it puts you in terms of um, being a, a little more comfortable when opportunities like the WWE camp or, um, you know, potentially in the future working uh, a bigger, one of the bigger TV shows like Dynamite or uh, NXT or Raw or SmackDown? How did that experience with the AEW process of going through a TV taping help you guys in focusing on the future? Um, well, you learn a lot about like hard cam and playing the crowd and um, just the roaming cams. Like that's just like some of like the the in ring stuff you have to like be aware of that you normally don't have to be aware of on like an indie show. But for me specifically, I was thrown in the deep end a little bit. It was like two days after I legally could wrestle. Um, And they were like, okay, TV taping. And I was like, what is it? Like, what is this? How do I do this? Um, Like Thunder was like trying to teach me like where, where the cameras were going to be and everything like that. But it was, it was one of those experiences that was just like, okay, I can handle high pressure situations. I can handle being put out in, maybe something I didn't think I was going to be completely able to do, but I'm able to do it. So it was definitely a confidence boost for me and made me realize that this was definitely something I wanted to be doing for the rest of my life, hopefully. And um, was something that like prepared me to be in high pressure situations. 
yeah and just like what i said earlier um we're, we're used to working in like crowds in front of like 100 to maybe like 300 people uh getting that exposure in front of like thousands of people and hundreds of thousands watching at home like that that exposure like that gives you the confidence and um it just shows you that you can do it and it's not that hard when you're actually doing it it may you may be like extremely nervous right before but when you're doing it it's 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 not easy but like you're comfortable yeah um but yeah just the bigger crowds and the exposure that that's definitely what gave me the confidence and everything so, you know, kind of talking, you know, we've been talking about your guys' experience at AEW and kind of just your experience that you've had, you know, before that. What would you say is the best piece of advice that you've received so far in your wrestling careers? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to think. Um, I think just stay humble, yeah. honestly, because, I mean, I'm going to be honest, it, it was – 18 and go for me and it's very easy to get lost in the exposure and the 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 fans and stuff like that like I was I never had fans before and like that was different but it was like I went one day from having like 400 followers to having over a thousand and like it's just like it comes fast and it's hard to get or sometimes very difficult to be sit back and be like I'm still like myself, I'm still a human being. Um, I think that's where a lot of people get um, tripped up is just they can't separate being a person from being a wrestler and can get very lost in the fame and can go a little, a little crazy sometimes. But being humble is one of those things that just stuck with me and I will always hold near and dear to my heart. Yeah. And for me, it was like patience. Um... I, I'm not good at patience at all. Uh, like just getting like I, I was wanting a lot more like independent bookings. Like I, I wanted to get all these independent independent bookings and try to like push myself as fast as I could. But there's only like you can only go so fast at, at like our experience level of how new we are. Like nobody really knows us. Um, so yeah, and I, I just I was not patient at all. I was wanting to go work or uh, wrestle at all these places and and uh, I couldn't because the promoters didn't know me and I was getting like two or three bookings a month and I was wanting to do like eight yeah uh, I, I was just wanting to get that exposure and get like the bigger companies to see me yeah. so like I just want stuff to get like get started most definitely and now let's let's pivot a little bit let's uh let's talk just briefly about the the WWE tryout um, obviously, uh, for those unfamiliar, uh, it was a loaded three-day event uh, that you both went through. Uh, we've talked with others that have, you know, been at the same tryout. Um, but one one really cool thing is that you both went through it together. Um, tell us about what it meant to have each other there for those three days. Um, it was extremely nice to just be able to go back and have somebody to talk to about it. Um, gain some more confidence if we weren't feeling too great about what we put out there that day um help we had a, a promo segment at the end of the tryout and we helped each other with that yeah um which helped a lot because you always need somebody to bounce ideas off of and stuff like that does this sound good 
Yeah, we, we were just in the hotel, just like reading our promos to each other, just mm-hmm. back and forth. And uh, we, like, it was very stressful. And we, mm-hmm. we, we helped each other a lot with the promos. Um, go on. Um, I get really hangry. <laughs> very bad character trait of mine. She does. Um, so he made sure I ate dinner and not like yeah. just do like promo stuff. He was like, did you eat yet? I'm like, no. <laughs> She's like, okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go eat now. Yeah. <laughs> so that helped me. But- are you sure? Are you sure though he didn't sabotage you? Because if you think about it, if you would have used your hangriness in your promo, it would have yeah. sounded authentic. <laughs> no, I probably was a little hangry for the actual promo. Yeah. I, I probably was. I, I eat every like two hours. Like <laughs> if I'm past the two hour mark, I'm like, okay, I gotta start eating yeah. or I'm gonna get get frustrated at life <laughs> <laughs> but even like the the athletic part like we were like right beside each other uh just like screaming for each other cheering each mm-hmm. other on um it, like i definitely pushed myself like so much harder just because i had her there and of course i want to impress her <laughs> <laughs> but but um her there just cheering me on gave me so much confidence mm-hmm. and it made me do so much better yeah i definitely agree with that it was it was a very cool experience it's definitely something like cool that we got to share and like have like done together so Mm -hmm. it's it's exciting and when you guys thought about it when you guys uh were offered the opportunity to come to this um was there any thoughts in your head that let's say um one of you gets offered an opportunity and the other doesn't um, because that's one unique portion of being a couple is the possibility of one getting an opportunity and the other doesn't. What, what would have, what's your thought process on if something like that was to happen or did you guys even think about that? That, that was the first thing we thought of actually. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that was the first thing we even brought up. It was very like, okay, so worst case scenario or I mean honestly best case scenario like too because I mean I obviously want him to succeed in his wrestling career as much as I want to succeed um like I mean this is his dream as well as mine and I want him to get to the top Uh, like same with myself so it was very like okay if you get signed great we'll move like I'll I'll pack my bags I'll go to Florida too and we can live there for a little bit I'll do whatever I'll get a job and I'll work until I get there so it was very just like, okay, well, that just means one's going faster than the other and that's okay. Um, so we were like, it was one of those things that we were perfectly like, okay with accepting as an option. It was just like, I mean, one of us gets signed. Okay, we move. Yeah, we, like we looked at it in a good way. Like one of us gets there. Okay, the other works harder than, you know, say I get the opportunity and she doesn't. I'll do everything in my power to get her there and make sure she gets another trial or she gets the right eyes looked at her. Um, but like the main thing is like, we, w- we it wouldn't change anything. We would just mm-hmm. keep working hard um, and make sure we both get in that same place one day. Yeah. So you know, kinda, yeah go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say uh, kind of looking into the future, you know, where do you both see each other in the next five years? as far as in this industry um so so for cole i i see him hopefully um either at nxt or or moving past that into 
Raw or SmackDown because I know his dream is WWE. So that's where hopefully he ends up and stays. Um, so I, I mean, that's where I see him. I see him working as hard as he can to not only be a great professional wrestler, but also maybe trying to get into something like acting or something to further his um, like career and other things as well. Because I mean, the reality of it is you can't wrestle for forever. Yeah, You can't be an in-ring wrestler for the rest of your life. I mean, some people are and props to them, but um, like your body, your, <laughs> your body does tap out at some point. And I mean, you have one body, you have to make use of it. So I mean, if the time would come where he thinks that wrestling is no longer good for his body, he could move on to commentary. He could be a trainer, anything like that, because he's fully capable of anything he sets his mind to and works extremely hard at it. So that's where I see him. I see her like definitely like higher than NXT, like like where she definitely deserves to be. Like, I mean, she's already got like the fundamentals of everything. And I know like her with her personality um, and, and like, I know she'll definitely make it work and get there. Uh, just like how bitter she is. So I'm not bitter. <laughs> I'm <only> bitter. <laughs> Love it. But like you, you definitely get there just because like because of that. Um, because you wouldn't take anything less. Uh, um, and I definitely see her like I know she's wanting to like create her own brand and everything and do all these other like smaller things. And I definitely see her doing that and making a lot of money the next five years that's that's a plan i, I love hearing that motivation um yeah. as we wrap up here a uh, little final question here uh for you guys since you guys are a couple um nikita what does cole habit wise have that you hate and cole what's nikita do that you <laughs> dislike <laughs> um cole cole's really messy like <laughs> very messy like Oh, it's 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 bad sometimes. Oh my god! Oh my god! When he leaves his milk oh, in my car, I drink a lot of milk. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I drink about a gallon of milk a day, and oh, sometimes shit. I leave it in some places. Yeah, always my car. <laughs> always my car. Like my friends will get at my car and be like, "Why is there milk in here?" I was like, "Cool, cool was here." My friend sent him a picture the one day and was like, "Your milk's in here still." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for me, it's um, like every time like we're talking to somebody or like my friends or her <laughs> friends or something like she would just go on and on and on and on and on. Like we can we can go like we got the, we got the point across like we don't. And she just like she just keeps talking and talking and talking. I mean, I like it. Like she has a great personality, but like <laughs> sometimes it's just like, all right, come on. <laughs> I just like to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> She's a talker. <laughs> and that perfectly sets up. Like I see you guys at a party and she's talking while you're sitting there in the corner drinking a glass of milk. Oh my God. That's, <laughs> that's exactly, exactly us. Yeah. <laughs> start piling up the uh, half empty cartons of milk just right there at the table where she's yeah. sitting at talking and then that'll be the cue. It's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a bad idea i'm out of milk it's I'm time out to of go. milk. <laughs> oh, <my God>. oh, <laughs> you don't understand like the milk it's like a journey sometimes we, yeah. we have to go get milk now we gotta go get milk See, like I, I try to like gain like as much weight as possible um sure 
like milk for me and i have a pretty fast metabolism so like i have to eat like six thousand calories a day and milk like that's a like huge amount of calories it's like two thousand right there um so i drink a gallon of it and sometimes it, gets, it just gets left in the car <laughs> the milk. Oh, i got it I got a question. What yeah. what is your percent of milk? Are you a skim milk type of guy? You a, a whole milk, vitamin D milk? What? I mean, tell me. I'm a big 2% guy. 2%? Okay. 2% is yeah. the way to go. Okay. Yep. It's exactly. a little sweet, I think. I think 2% is a little sweet. It, it is, but skim milk tastes like butter. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Steve, any final uh, question? No, I, I think that I think we've hit on a lot of things. I mean, it's it's been really great to to talk to you guys and to, you know, not just learn about uh, what set you up for where you are now, but also uh, what things that you have in mind for the future. So it's it's been awesome to hear. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having us. Absolutely. I really appreciate you guys coming on. Um, I can, you know, really tell by the, um, the way you guys are talking, um, Nikita, of course, like he said, you've got the personality, you're very, um, very good at uh, engaging in conversation and Cole for someone who is not a public speaker. Um, man, it's, it's like sitting back and talking to one of the bros, you know, sitting around yeah. Kicking, kicking back a glass of milk with my bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just it, like to shoot the stuff and, and drink my milk. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it, it's, it's great. You guys are on a journey together. That's remarkable. And um, it, it will really help you guys um, be there, you know, for each other during you know, the good things and the bad things that happen in this business. Um, you know, you guys are well aware of uh, stories and, and people encountering stuff. So, you know, you guys have each other to, uh, to work through those, uh, those obstacles when they come up and you got the future ahead of you guys looks really, really bright and uh, can't wait to see what you guys go on to do within the next couple of years. Can you guys uh, give your um, social media handles so people can uh, get to know you guys? Uh, so my, my Instagram, Twitter is real Cole Carter. Um, I, think that, I think that's it, right? The, mm, yeah. I think yeah. So. Yeah. My Instagram is real Nikita Knight. My Twitter is Nikita Knight Pro. Um, yeah, I think that's all I really have. Excellent. So everyone, if you're listening, just getting to know them, please follow them on social media so that you can follow their careers when, uh, you know, you can you can go back and say, that's right. I was uh, I was a fan back when, uh, you know, Nikita only had uh, 400 followers, uh, you know, back in those those early days of her career. So um you guys are, are it's it looks fantastic the future is bright and we can't wait to see you guys do great things and appreciate you guys coming on and for everyone listening we'll see you guys next time the biggest bad boys of podcasting